The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to Channel Mom today. This is your show. Channel Mom really is here for moms like you, even when the rest of the media isn't. And I and I know I beat that up like a dead horse, but uh, I, I just am so convicted, especially right now uh, with all the politics going on, that that there's so little that's there to encourage and uplift and and cheerlead the mother. And that's why we're here is to say, boy, do we have some great advice and experts for you and people to help you and understand you and 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 cheer you on and all that you do as a mom, because so much of society fails to do that. Uh, We're going to begin the show today with a new little invention that we like to call mom memes on the radio. I was trying to be relevant. You know, we always always are posting memes on on social media. My kids, um, you know, do it all the time. Uh, And so I thought I'm going to do mom memes on the radio. So this meme came about when I saw a very pregnant mother at Hillsong, uh, the Hillsong concert here in Denver this week. I watched this pregnant mom go down the stairs very slowly and carefully. And, you know, what? I was just moved. I prayed for her right then and there to be a good mother, to love her baby and to raise that baby well. And the meme that I thought of is this. So picture it posted on your Facebook page. Pray for women with bumps in their bellies. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That's my guess. She's already speaking up, but I'm, I'm appreciative of her. Pray for women with bumps in their bellies. Those bumps can make the world better one day if that mama just mothers well. So I just thought I'm going to pray for her because I see that bump in her belly uh, and, and I wanted her to mother well. So it's everything, ladies. You're mothering. It's why I want this show to reach more and more moms across America and, frankly, across the world. And, and that is because I want moms everywhere to be reminded of how precious their job is and how we want to encourage them and equip them to do it really well because our future depends on it. That's why we have experts and authors like the one coming up and even famous celebrities with some good advice on this show. We, we do it so that we can help a mom where she lives. There is nothing else out there like Channel Mom. So please tell your friends. Please come visit our webpage. If you feel moved to donate, maybe God's put it on your heart to help us, you just click on the donate button at channelmom.com. Please share our Facebook page and our Twitter page. We're at Channel Mom on both of those. Uh, Let them folks know they can stream us from anywhere in the country. They can get us on TuneIn Radio. They can uh, stream us from channelmom.com. Let them know that we care about moms through the media that we produce, and we want to help them. In fact... This week, we're giving a precious single mom our very first Channel Mom grant for homeless mothers. We're giving it to a mom graduating from Champa House in Denver, which is affiliated with the Denver Rescue Mission. So happy for that. We help moms in prison. We help moms in various community organizations and mothering organizations and business organizations and church groups. And uh, we also help homeless moms. And that's what we're doing here. 
We're also branching out and speaking in all those places I mentioned and uh, letting moms know they can still do good in their children's lives no matter what stage they're at. And speaking of a better life, we're going to find out the answer to this question on the show today. I always try to get uh, pithy, interesting, uh, relevant folks to interview on the show to, to speak to a mom from where she lives. And so many moms struggle in their marriage or maybe they're divorced or maybe they're looking for a new husband or maybe they're on their second marriage, whatever it is. Most women that I know would like to make their marriages work. So here's the question. If your husband would just change, would you be a happier person? That is the reason I'm having today's guest on the show. Her name is Rhonda Stoppy. She's the author of, and I love this title, If My Husband Would Change, I'd Be Happy and Other Myths Wives Believe. So I know she's going to help lots of moms today. I should mention that Rhonda is also a speaker dedicated to helping women live life with no regrets. She has over 20 years experience as a mother, a mentor, a pastor's wife, and also she wrote a popular book entitled Moms Raising Sons to Be Men. I kind of need her help on that as well. Welcome to Channel Mom, Rhonda. So excited to be on your show. Oh, thank you. Well said. So so let's just let's just talk about our culture for a little bit. Just you know, we're going to dive into the, some of the advice you give in the book, but but obviously clearly you were motivated to write this book because you hear this on planes, trains and automobiles. People say women saying, I don't mean the movie. I just mean you hear it everywhere. Um, you hear women saying, if he would just change and if he would just do this better and if he would just consider me and if he was just more thoughtful and, and women think and, and put it on their husbands, if you were different, I'd be happier, right? Yes. My husband is a pastor. We had, we were in youth ministry for 18 years and he's been a senior pastor for 17 years and we do biblical marriage counseling. And so often if a wife can convince her husband to come into my husband's office She's secretly thinking, oh, good, now they're going to point out all the things he needs to change, and we are going to have a happy marriage. And that is only one of the myths that wives believe, and it's only one of the myths that I address in If My Husband Would Change, I'd Be Happy. We always believe our happiness lies in Prince Charming. Every movie we've ever watched as little girls told us that. So when Prince Charming doesn't measure up, we just immediately think, well, we need to change him so I can be happy because it's all on him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's chronic. And 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 do you mind if I, I this is a little controversial to say this. But but I think the feminist movement um even though there were some really good things about the feminist movement, uh I I think in some ways it damaged women's view of men. And and so women think that men are the ones with all the problems. They're the chauvinists, they're the selfish ones, they're the bumbling idiots. I mean, they're portrayed in the media like that all the time. And so I think that Women, we got a little blurb there from my friend in the in the control booth. He just gave us a little music. I guess it was Peanuts music. Maybe he was just trying to to, to bring us uh, back down to earth with the making fun of men. Um, so I, I think that we've done some damage in our culture to say um, women are really the smarter sex because we, we built them up so much with that era. And again, I'm not putting down all feminism, but I'm saying that we did some damage to that relationship to say women really know better than men and, and men should just get with it because women would be a lot happier. What do you think of that? There's so much truth in that. And I think there's a, a pendulum swing. I mentor a lot of 20 something, even 30 something women. Now I speak at mops groups throughout the nation and I do a lot of homeschool conventions and women's conferences and that younger generation that's coming up, they kind of have watched the influence that that 
hard-nosed feminist movement kind of had maybe in their moms or their grandmothers. And the pendulum has kind of swung back another direction, which is kind of sweet to see. But what we have to realize, and I see this all the time when I talk about one of the the myths why I believe in in my book is um, I'll respect him when he earns my respect. And whenever I start talking about this topic, you can visibly see the the hair on women's neck bristle and and the shoulders kind of like, oh, you don't understand. He doesn't deserve my respect. And what I address is how much God created you and I as women to long to be loved by our man, to feel like he loves me. And whatever that looks like for us, you know, the Bible calls our husbands to live with us according to knowledge. We get to coach them for the rest of our life. This is what feels like love to me. This is when you say or do this, I feel loved well by you. In the same way that God put that longing in our hearts, he put the longing in our husband's hearts to be respected by us. Yeah. That is not their fault that they don't think the way that we do, and if they could just change to be more like me, we'd be happy. No, God put in them a, a longing, a desire for their woman to respect them. That doesn't mean you roll over and say yes, dear, about every little thing, but it means that you look to them with honor and with a, a way of affirming them for their efforts and what they're doing. And I think... We have to be really careful because the, quote, feminist movement wants to say, you know, that's just the, uh, you know, be the submissive wife and he's going to walk all over you and he's going to abuse you. But in God's perfect economy, if a husband is learning to love his wife the way she longs to be loved and a wife is saying, I will honor you the way you long to be honored, you will have harmony in your marriage because that's the way God intended it to work. Yeah. You know, we have Dr. Emerson Egerich on the show quite a bit, the, the gentleman who, who oversees love and respect uh, mm-hmm. and, and wrote the book. And, and so, so I'm familiar with that, the, the teaching that you're, you're, you're giving there. And, and, and I'm sure some of it comes from your original thoughts, but, but I love, and the, it comes from the Bible, but um, I, I, I love what you just said. And, and thank you for saying it. Because I do think women need to hear that men don't necessarily see things or or feel things or say things the way that we do. And so we think if we just hug our husband enough and tell him that we love him, that that's good enough. But he wants to know we respect him and see him as a capable person. And and sometimes even if he's if we, if we don't really believe he is, he'll rise to the treatment that we perpetuate. If, if we respect him, he'll rise up to it. At least I've found that to be true. Rhonda, I'm going to read through some of your myths that you go over, and we're going to talk. I want to let women know that you're going to be on in the second segment. We only have about uh, two minutes left in this segment. But you're going to be on in the second segment to address some of these myths and also to talk about a few of the keys. You've got ten, ten keys to a more fulfilling marriage. You're going to talk about some of those keys as well. But here are some of the, the, the myths that, that Rhonda touches on, the one that she just said. Um, I will respect him when he earns my respect, but I'm falling out of love with him. She talks about that issue. I'm reading these chapter by chapter. I don't know if you consider them all myths, but, but that, that if, if we could find another man to be married to, we'd be happier with him. Um, our kids would obey if, if he were a better father, he would love me more if I were prettier. That's an interesting myth. All he wants is sex. I mean, these are all some of the myths that you touch on. Is that correct, Rhonda? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, and every couple fights. Now, in this chapter, you actually touch on eight steps to making peace. And I, I've read through you know, various portions of the book and, and really found your advice very helpful. So when we come back with you, um, I have to check my time to see how much time we have left. Can you, can you just say a quick word, and I'm talking like 30 seconds, on um, the, the women who think they're falling out of love with their husbands? 
women believe that the husband is the source of happiness and they, when he's not measuring up to that, we start dwelling on the things that he doesn't measure up. The way that we fell in love with our husbands was we thought about the wonderful, precious things that we loved about them. The way we fall out of love with our husband is we dwell on the ways he doesn't measure up to our expectations. Falling in love and staying in love is all in our minds. That is good. It's true. I mean, that's interesting because I, I remember once saying to a girlfriend remind, who was upset with her husband and didn't like him, I said, remind me of, of why you fell in love with him again. And so that's good stuff. I love it. By the way, I'm playing the brand new song from Switchfoot. They've got a new album out. You should go check it out on YouTube. Their promoters sent it to me. Good stuff. Listen to it as we go out. We'll be right back. Jenny from Channel Mom. And if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids. But sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our channel mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement finally we want to give moms like you the opportunity to be celebrated at our upcoming neon moms 5k i'd love to have you join me for our fun glow-in-the-dark event with special giveaways please let us support you mom as you support us at the neon moms 5k run walk stroll at clement park in littleton on october 7th at 5 30 p.m just sign up on channelmom.com or through our facebook event page it's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We are, of course, talking to the author of, I love this title, If My Husband Would Change, I'd Be Happy. And she's going to give us some more great advice here in just a second for women who want marriage advice. She, she's got some really deep, good stuff. But first, I wanted to play a little bit more of that Switchfoot song. It's brand new, and and uh, I got sent kind of a link to the album a couple days ago and I thought oh I'm going to play a selection for for my mama so here's just a little bit more of Switchfoot Beautiful. I mean, I mean, maybe that's not anybody else's style, <laughs> but I like that style, and I like that band because it's a crossover band. I, I get worried when we get too Christian easy and we don't figure out how to love people who aren't Christians, and and Switchfoot is really good at that. So that was just my little plug for them. I'm not getting anything for it, but but love it. Okay, so we're back with Rhonda Stoppy, who is the author of If My Husband Would Change, I'd Be Happy, and Other Myths Wives Believe, and and she gave, had some great lessons for us in the last segment. But, but Rhonda, why don't you just um, go to one of your favorite myths that resonates the most with, with women and with mothers who are struggling in their marriages? Before I do, I would like to address that respect issue one more time. Okay. Yes, I did quote Dr. Egrich several times in my book. And I tell a lot of love stories in If My Husband Would Change, I'd Be Happy. And they are to inspire us, to give us an insight. And one of the stories that I told that is just rolling over my head, I feel like I have to share it, okay. was of David and Michael. 
And David, who was, you know, he slayed the giant, he was on the run, and when he finally was anointed king and he danced in the streets of Jerusalem, his wife was not dancing with him. His wife was peeking out the window watching him. And then he went and made a sacrifice to the Lord, and his wife didn't go. And the Bible says in Samuel, I think it's in Second Samuel, he walks into the door, quote, to bless his household. And he gets blasted by this woman who is saying, oh, how glorious was the king today dancing in his underwear in front of all the girls, basically. Yeah. And he's like, are you kidding me? I came home to celebrate. I wanted you to give me a hug and a kiss. Baby, your king is home. And she meets him at the door and blasts him with disrespect. And I love his response because he rehearses with God's faithfulness in his life. And then he says, I didn't dance for you. I didn't dance for them. It was for the Lord that I danced who anointed me king over your father. And he says, and I will become even more undignified than this. And I love that story because David held to his integrity. And yet the Bible says from that day on that Michael never had children with David. And we don't know if it's because David never went into her again. He had other wives, and that's a whole other book to write, or if God closed her womb. But we do know that from that day on, she alienated her husband from herself. And we have to realize that there are times our husbands come home from work, and they're like, baby, I'm home. And maybe they landed a deal at the office or whatever, and they can't wait to walk in the door and tell us about their great day. And we shove a baby in their face and you know what, you didn't mow the lawn, neighbors probably think you're so lazy, and since you didn't take the garbage out this morning, I had to, the diapers are piling up, and we wonder why our husbands just walk in and sit down in front of the TV and click the remote. We disrespect them in ways that we don't even realize, and that story resonated with me. My husband Steve wrote from a husband's perspective at the end of each chapter, and he did a great job. In fact, women are saying they're reading that portion to their husbands, and their husbands are being drawn into the book because they're like, finally, a man's perspective to help my wife see that I'm not the source of her happiness. But I asked Eve about that, and he said, well, she failed to see the big picture. And that's it. We failed to see the big picture. Our husbands are slaying giants out there for us, and they walk in the door, and instead of us respecting them for all that they do for our family, we, you know, oh, you went out to lunch today. I ate the crust of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I bet you had a great day. Yeah. We disrespect them, and it alienates them from us. So I, I hope it's okay that I took time to talk about that, but I just feel like, that's a, such an important issue. No. Uh, one of the other ones, if I can talk about it, sure. is all he wants is sex when you long for romance. Okay, so let's say that. So so one of the other myths that you address in your book, if my husband would change, I'd be happy. One of the myths that you say women believe is all he wants is sex. And you talk about when women long for romance. Talk about that. What's going on in marriages that, that women resent the sex thing? Women tend to believe that sex for a husband is just a physical outlet, just something that they physically enjoy. And we have to step back and realize that God put in our men a longing to connect with us in the marriage bed. He put in their hearts a desire to physically enjoy their wives. And what we don't realize as wives is that when we pursue our husband sexually, we have a profound influence on them in all areas of their life. I don't think women realize how much men struggle with feelings of inadequacy and loneliness. But when we find our husbands sexually desirable and they feel love for who they are, it fills them with a sense of well-being and confidence. And I think wives, we just look at it as something that we have to do to, to make them you know, feel better for the day or whatever, understanding uh-huh. this. As much as God put in me a longing to connect with my husband through conversation, 
walks in the door, how was your day? You know, who'd you talk to? Especially when you're a stay-at-home mom and you've had the same yoga pants on for three days. Yes, you all, yes. You buy all black ones so nobody knows how many days you've worn. <laughs> yes, that's so me. Yes. And your husband walks in and you're like, what do they wear out there? Tell me, what do grown-ups eat when they go out to lunch? <laughs> yeah. And if your husband walked in for two weeks and didn't talk to you, if he said, you know what, I've used all my words, don't talk to me, you would feel rejected, you would feel alone, you'd feel alienated. In the same way, God causes our husbands to long to connect with us physically. But when we've had a few kids, they walk in the door and we're like, if one more person touches my flesh, I am going to explode. I can't even think about it. And we push them away because we don't realize the ministry that God has called us to. If we ignored their sexual desire for two weeks, it's just like if they ignored speaking to us for two weeks. And we would... Uh, feel so rejected, and so do they. And if it's okay, I'd like to read a quote from my husband's perspective about what husbands say about sex. Is that all right? Absolutely. When a husband knows that his wife desires him sexually, it gives him a sense of empowerment. This is not about conquering his woman, nor is it arrogance. Rather, it is a quiet confidence that comes over a man when he believes his wife actually wants to make love to him. When my wife puts my needs above her own through lovemaking, her selflessness empowers me to be effective for God's kingdom. And you may be delighted to find your husband energized to accomplish whatever God is calling him to do as well. In my experience as a pastor, biblical counselor, and husband, listen to this, ladies, husbands who are sexually satisfied at home are deeply in love with their wives. And I hear women all the time, I'm just not that into sex, it's just not my thing. God has called us to serve our husbands in this way. And I actually wrote a book, an e-book, that you, you can get the link to it in, in If My Husband, and it's called A Christian Woman's Guide to Great Sex and Marriage. And if you go to my website, noregretswoman.com, you can download that as well. Uh, the reason I wrote that is because there's so many women that just are not into sex. They're just not sexually attracted. And so it addresses some of the issues, the reasons that wives are not attracted to their husbands. Yeah, that's good. That's all great advice. I mean, you're just packed with good advice. Um, we only have a couple of minutes left. So I just want you to give as briefly as you can. Um, another of the things that you touch on the book, you touch on two things. One about one is has has to do with the fighting thing. Um, and eight steps to making peace. You don't, it's not necessarily bad to fight if you can get to the peace part, you know, if you can work mm -hmm. some stuff out. But um, I want you to just to give women, you know, just a couple of the tips that you include in the book about uh, how they have a more fulfilling marriage. Can you just, in, in about a minute or less, could you do, um, you know, list off a couple of those, please? Sure. The key to loving our husbands well is to fall in love with our Creator. That is the secret that we miss because if we assign the need to be happy on our husbands, we're making him our idol. Yeah. So we have to learn. And I had to find older women that spoke truth into my life, Titus two women that helped me see how I was looking at my marriage relationship in a wrong way. See, God created us to long to find fulfillment and significance and love in relationship. He created us to find our worth in relationship, our happiness and our joy in relationship. The problem is in the Garden of Eden, sin stole away our intimacy with our Creator. That was our purpose for life, to know Him, to love Him with all of our being, and to walk intimately with Him. And when sin stole that away, we became in a state of self-love. And in that state of self-love, all we can see is how people who love us will, will measure up to our expectations or give us what we long for, which is to feel valued and to feel our worth. Yeah. 
So the number one thing is understanding that my husband can never do that. When I'm at conferences, I was just at a homeschool convention last weekend. Men walk by my booth. They kind of chuckle at the title of the book, and then they stop, and they pick it up. They thumb through the pages, and they buy it every time because they know they're not the source of their wife's happiness, and they're so excited someone else is giving her that insight as well. Absolutely. You also talk about parenting as one. The grass is not greener on the other side of the fence. Some really good advice in this book, Rhonda. Thank you for writing it. I I, I do want to also add to the thing you said about um, if if you're willing to please your husband in the bedroom and make him feel wanted, um, that he will perform better in the world. You know what? By God's grace, that ends up blessing the whole family. Mm-hmm. So 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 it's not like you're getting ripped off in the deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's a beautiful thing, uh, Rhonda. Very quickly, can you just tell folks how to find you? I know you've got a website. My website is noregretswoman.com because I help women build no regrets lives. You can sign up for my newsletter. I only send it out quarterly because I know nobody reads them if I send them out monthly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, my uh, Facebook page is Rhonda Stoppy No Regrets Woman. And also you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rhonda Stoppy. And I will say this. The key to happiness is in a relationship with our creator. And my passion is to help women understand that. In the yeah. back of all of my books, I have an appendix, How to Have a Relationship with Jesus. And if you're listening today and you're like, what is she talking about? I go to church and I don't have what she's talking about, or I don't go to church and I've never really wanted to. It's so not about church, ladies. Yeah. It's about Jesus. Right. And I, I'm sorry. I, I, contact I, I, me through my site. I will send you the article, How to Have a Relationship okay. with Jesus. We, and that's very important. I'm not stepping on it. It's just we only have 20 seconds left. <laughs> got it. Got it. So thank you, Rhonda. God bless you. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. And uh, thank you to all our listeners. I hope that Rhonda's been a help you today and encouragement for your marriage please go to channelmom.com and and help us to to serve you by giving us a, a little donation or just checking us out and getting help from us god bless you have a great weekend if you enjoy what you hear on channel mom radio and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families then why don't you come alongside the efforts of channel mom we'd like to offer you our partner package today We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you, and may God bless each mom and her family.